Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary. You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Men always has been the baseline of humanity. And that's why nearly every problem we can name, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's anything else, school shooting, whatever, all of them are in a direct negative correlation with masculinity. As masculinity plummets, all this garbage is going up through the roof. Is that a coincidence? Absolutely not really not. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Social media influencer Andrew Tate, along with his brother Tristan and two other suspects, are being investigated for human trafficking, as Romanian authorities say that they have now filed charges against them, while the case remains under investigation. But who are the Tate brothers? And what has Andrew got to say in a series of new podcasts he has released, ridiculing the Romanian investigation, criticising an interview with the BBC, and insisting that Dubai is the best place in the world to bring up kids. Today, I'm talking with Sunday World Features Editor Dara Keeney and with Niall Donald about Tate, about his rise to fame and about his future in a country he gambled would be his refuge. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. I think the biggest mistake Andrew Tate has made was going and believing Romania was going to protect him. Um, you know, he's definitely got the wrong impression there. I was reading a piece in the New York Times about how Romania was desperately, I mean, I think they're partly in the, in Europe, but not totally. They want membership. So they want full membership. They're going to play ball yeah. with the UK, or well, not the UK, obviously, but they're going to play ball with everyone else. Yeah, because years ago, going out there on a people trafficking case, we were met by the police and they couldn't have been more helpful. They're military, they're police. Mm. And um, yeah, they were even back then. I mean, we were talking back, maybe it was 2012 or something. And they were so helpful because they wanted to be seen to be proactive working with other police forces and swapping intel and information. It was a people trafficking case between Ireland and Romania. Yeah, they, I mean, they have certain uh, judicial standards are a big part of, of being accepted into the EU that yeah. they'll have to meet, you know, that they'll have to meet those criteria before they get fully accepted. So 
So it's been really interesting the last couple of days as regards Andrew Tate. He's done a load of interviews and actually what's ended up happening is that the charges have finally been brought. These very serious human trafficking charges against him have been brought. We'll get to that. Um, but I think firstly, just in case anybody doesn't know who he is, Dara. So many people don't know who he is. Can Seriously? I just, uh, genuinely. Well, well, is he not the most infamous man in the world? Most well, Googled, he was said. the most Googled for a while, but I still think, like I was saying that I was coming in to do this part and a few people I know said, who is Andrew Tate? Like he's in, so I get that he's the most Googled, but there is a whole portion of the population out there who don't have a clue. Who are what? Our age or? Yeah. Yeah, Our because age, teenagers yeah. definitely know who most he definitely. is. Most definitely. I think from 30 under. You're very familiar with who he is, whether you love him or hate him. Yeah. He's a Marmite character, obviously, and we'll get to that. But no, there's people who are who work in different spheres. Now, I've, I've got some pals, say, in the financial sector, for example, and they're just not into the celebrity world. They had no clue who Andrew Tate was when I right. said I was doing this podcast. Right. Yes. He claims to be the most Google man in the world. You hang in very high places. Like I'd say all our mates would <laughs> yeah, know who he would, was. That's a good true, idea. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the imposter syndrome, I we guess. We sort of have, have, yeah, we definitely have friends in lower places than you. <laughs> yeah. I can say that yeah. for sure. But anyway, he he's an, a former kickboxer, American, UK American background. Yeah, he was brought up in the UK and um, brought up by his mum. His dad left. No, sorry, his dad left when he was a teenager. He was a very tough dad, had a very tough upbringing by all accounts. Mm. And a lot of this is lob- lobbed at him when people are trying to excuse his misogyny and his behaviour and that he was always trying to plumage a very tough talking father. Now, the, the mum and the dad split up and then when the mum got together with someone else, uh, this new man is described by Andrew himself as a bit of a pansy. Right. Right. So Andrew's upbringing in his formative years, in his teenage years with his brother, Tristan, he had this tough talk and this dad who was uh, training him and teaching him combat and teaching him how to fight. <clears throat> he Where was his father from? Uh, he, he's an American. Many, he's actually, oh, he? yeah, he's an American. And uh, he was also a, a chess, I don't know if he was a grandmaster, but he was a, he was a, a very talented chess player. Like that's how his father kind of made his living. He was ex-military. And he was very much into kind of a, a manly macho mm. thing. But the, the father's kind of a complex character as well, I would say. Yeah. Um, and that he used Spoken to... about him in the recent interviews again, funny enough, about that discipline yeah. in growing up. And he was, he was yeah, and bringing them around chess tournaments a lot. But he was also from that military background, his yeah. father, as an American. So he was raised in America initially and then ended up as a Newton. In, in somewhere it? in England, I can't yeah. remember. It was Luton it was, was because it? Luton, of course, is the home of various far yeah. right activists, including including Tommy including Robinson. Tommy Robinson, huh. so, yeah, who are arguably you know some of the most Google people in the world end up in the middle of Luton, Mad, which is maybe it? unexpected. But um, yeah, so he built up this he built up this persona in the background, and he built up these beliefs that he he didn't have an opportunity to kind of share them initially. He was a kickboxer. It's kind of like one of those sports that is no doubt very uh, skillful sport, but it's not, it doesn't carry the kind of the popularity levels or the fame levels that you'd have with boxing or even now MMA, as we know. <clears throat> so despite him making his way through the, the the various weight divisions and doing pretty well, his record is very good. He is a good kickboxer. You have to hold your hand up um, to that. He kind of only became famous when he started getting onto social media. He started to... And he ended up talk. in Big Brother first, didn't he? Oh, in in he did get onto Big Brother, but he was invited on yeah, because he had this this growing influence yeah. on social media and became pretty well known as a result of it. But then Big Brother 
brought him on. Not, not the celebrity Big Brother either. It was Normal. The, the regular yeah. Big Brother light. And what year are we <clears throat> talking about now? Like, 2012, I think. Yes, 2012. But he was taken out of that quite quickly. I think it was day six as soon as all the old quotes started dragging, being dragged up and I think social media caught up. But there was also, a, yeah, there was a video of, <clears throat> of whipping a young lady and that was really why he got... Uh, I think the son approached the um, Big Brother uh, makers and yeah. they felt they were left with no option but to um, to remove him from the house. Even though he subsequently claimed it was a consensual video yeah. and there was nothing yeah. uh, there was nothing untoward about it. Which um, he's used that, I mean, he uses those words consensual a lot uh, in defense yeah, yeah. of a lot of things. Um, so what sort of stuff was he talking <clears throat> about on, you know, around this time, I suppose, before and after the Big Brother thing? Well, he's got this Hustler University and he's got, he's got this, he tries to create communities where he um, kind of uh, mentors young men to become better in themselves. And in doing so, he's trying to bring them past this idea that, Men and women are equal. He doesn't. He doesn't believe in that. He he is clearly misogynistic. He he craves money and fame, and he is willing to do anything to get it. And these, I mean, he's not like a renter quote that like you get with some people where he just wants to get court publicity for it. You genuinely believe he believes what he's saying because it has been so consistent for a ten-year period, where he um, he honestly treats women like commodities he kind of puts them in the same bracket as um as cars or or watches and stuff like that and he he has no time or respect for them <clears throat> so he's built he's built up this weird kind of uh, uh cult-like following amongst i don't know how to uh, like i mean the young young i mean certainly in america he's got a huge following there's young these yeah. young kind of men who are disenfranchised and possibly in cells and they don't have <clears throat> any other way out or they see him as this kind of picture perfect instagram perfect individual who has women constantly uh cars he's got this really rare bugatti um five million dollar car so he lives this high lifestyle he flaunts it mm -hmm. and these individuals around the world um mainly in america some in the uk eastern europe um he's got this big following and they have just put this man this vile man on a pedestal and it's it's so sad to see that this individual has become like an icon for so many people. And but why? Why is he an icon? Like, is it, is it just mm. like you know, like he he does have a philosophy? Like, it's a libertarian philosophy, is it? Like well, being, you know, I like. So what he's really saying to young men is that you know, if you work hard and, you know, you grab the, the wealth, you're an individual, you're not part of this matrix of things. And, you know, that if you work hard and, you know, you have this traditional family life where you, you're you in charge of your home and you're in charge of your woman and that wealth is there to be taken and that the system is against you. So, like, sometimes I do think that... He says to them as well, really, though, that, you know, it's often the woman's fault that she's raped. It is not only yeah, they're saying as well what the, what he's really saying, which is that that it's this is why he appeals is that it's the system is gamed against you as a young man, and that is very seductive. That central area is it of that central sort of belief that the kind of the the young white guy is the young white is guy is the, the real dog yeah, nowadays. Is the real victim, yeah. and you see this is it's it's it's. A, it's a philosophy that's you can feel the anger and and the hatred, I suppose, towards women in it. But it is also, I think, slightly more 
you know, it's it's replicated through politics. I mean, it's replicated in, in people like Donald Trump. It's replicated in other areas where we see it ourselves and in our own society where this sense of people, yeah. you know, this sort of nationalistic sense of people being left behind. And this is a, a this is a growing trend across Western culture. And he's got in on it on a trolling level, really. I yeah. mean, he's like, you know, it's really it is bite sized for 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 thing, and it's seductive to young men who yeah, feel disempowered as they. I kind of think you're right because he's he's certainly he's certainly more of a role model than the politicians, for example, who are spouting similar messages. He's got this, he's buff, he's, and I said to you... Promoting this lifestyle, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's very... Yeah, rich. but you're and right, there's, there's a growing feeling amongst... Questions uh, about the money he has, by the way. Of course. Well, I mean, you have a look at the, you know, the yeah, investigations look, that have gone, particularly since they moved to Romania in the last six years, and he claims that he owns casinos and all the rest of it. Mm. There's just, uh, there was a very, very in-depth uh, investigation in the New York Times as well, where it was discovered that the only place his name shows up is this kind of like local well, almost bray like uh you know slot machine sort yeah, of little like just one little is, room as oh, opposed right. to is, is his great like he's a spoofer like is he oh yeah he is like he he's a he's a he's well, like he's a a definitely a spoofer like you've got the, and by the way sorry just before we go on i the 2016 was big brother not 2012 so it just shows as well like that is only quick. how quick exactly yeah how quick he became Mad. Like, be, did Big Brother launch him? Yeah, being properly? removed like the way he was definitely catapulted him into another into another sphere <laughs> realm. Absolutely, he was someone who was kind of agitating on on these social medias. He was saying controversial things. He obviously had caught the attention of Big Brother that he was going to be somebody that would go on and maybe cause a row and all these yeah. things these reality shows want. But Big Brother launched him into a different sphere. Definitely. And it also it catapulted him into the, the the status of victim, which is a funny thing that these guys always adopt, um, and which Donald Trump. We hear it now. We saw this week we had Donald victim Trump, of the mainstream media. You mean victim of the mainstream media of the establishment? Mm. We had Donald Trump pulling both of those cards. We had Boris Johnson mm. resigning from Parliament, saying, "I'm a victim of a witch hunt, victim of the system, victim of the media," and Andrew Tate is the same. So after Big Brother, he kind of got this, you know, I'm a victim of this system and look at how they've they've tormented me and punished me. And he talks about, like all great conspiracy theorists, mm. they, you yeah. know, yeah. they're doing this on me and they yeah. have done that. Yeah. And they want you to believe this. They want yeah. you to think this way. Yeah. Ever asked who are they? He doesn't ever answer well, he that. Does None of them properly. He says the Matrix. Oh yeah, the Matrix, of course, yeah. <laughs> which is everything. Which is basically the you know the, the the world the way they want it to be. Yeah, you know, the system. Yeah. So it's a, like, and like it is replicated. Then it's just yeah. you see that Donald Donald Trump yeah, and that true. and funnily enough, like the other parallel with him is, do you remember Trump University that it ultimately mm. went bankrupt and and was ultimately uh, the source of many court cases. Like he is this thing, Hustlers University, Andrew Tate. I mean, you tell he, us about that, Tara. Well, it's actually just, it has uh, now been become defunct. Yes. But um, at the time, it was one of these um, subscription model style kind of communities. I don't even think there was physical meetings. No. There was all no, online. There was, there was, I think if you paid the ultimate whack. The gold premium yeah, status. You got, to, you got to fly out to Romania. You got the meet and greet. Um, but yeah, it's creating this community where they're offering everything from financial advice as Niall mentioned earlier but to things like flirting with women how to how to get a woman do you know how do you know how you get do you know what your first line is to a woman yeah 
what? You're beautiful. Okay. Mm. That's straight. Almost in. sort of cultish slightly then. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And he was targeting individuals who needed someone to idolize. They need, they didn't know where to look. There was, it was like this disenfranchised individual who couldn't look for, look upwards towards the government figures that they were above them. It was this guy on Instagram and, and Twitter and social media who, as I said to you, flaunted this incredible lifestyle, was spouting such utter rubbish. But mm. it was an, And it was an extreme version of probably what most of these followers believed in, but it was enough mm. to keep them interested and clinging on. But the, the teenage kids that followed him, they can't have a belief system before they're approached by his belief system. They're kids in 14, 15. They can't have a properly structured belief system. And he here, even in the schools in Northern Ireland, they actually had to kind of have conferences as such to kind of reach out to the kids to explain to them, you know, Andrew Tate, this is not a good belief to have. I mean, they were the education authorities had to come together on that. So those kind of kids, they've no proper structured belief system well uh, i mean it's social it's a social media thing where you're, you're if you spend too much time on social media you'll start to believe of course you, you will like, that's I what mean, i mean but they and, and he's not challenging anything with them he's giving them the fresh the starts of their belief the, system today is never explained as you said yourself. Yeah. Like, it's all kind of vague it's it's all vague old statements yes that are enough to keep these individuals whether they're 14 or they're 24 and maybe up to the mid-30s i would like to think above that you grow some you learn some logic and you figure out that this guy isn't for real but it's everyone who is vulnerable and um, and impressionable and sees this and hears these wide sweeping statements without the the minutia and the important facts and they fall for it hook, line and sinker. They don't have the ability to question. Perhaps the brain hasn't developed enough for the, you well, know, the questioning the mind. Well, whatever, whatever yes. about what he's saying, yeah. they see and it's always, it's always complemented by him with his muscles and his mm. and his women and his cars and his house and whether he owns those cars or houses or not, this is success. Debatable. It's potentially fake, but it's it's what they see as, oh my God, I want to be like him. Like there's a touch of the, I know Dan Balzerian is a much smaller version of him and certainly not as controversial, but this guy kind of created this persona online where he was always seen partying, playing poker and uh, always partying. And it's kind of been since revealed that a lot of that was fake as well. Now he does have some wealth, of course, and he is a good poker player, but a lot of that was fake. It's just this persona that they put out mm -hmm. on social media and Andrew just caught a, he just caught a little wave mm. back in 2016, and it was at a time when people were just looking for something to cling on to, and they 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 just ran with it. And now he's so. What happened? What happens with the women that follow him? Because I mean, the women um, follow him in their droves. Apparently, there was Irish influencers online even after his arrest in Romania last year, saying that he was a great guy, and that there was. I mean, they weren't doing interviews with him, but they were just backing him. So the women came in their droves too. And, and this is really what's landed them before the courts in Romania. It was a, I think they described it as a lover boy scam, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Where he was recruiting women, contacting them on social media, leading with, you're beautiful. You're beautiful, yeah. Getting them over to Romania and then running a webcam business from his compound that he was living in. And that webcam business was, you know, kind of... Uh, half x-rated but then also hitting the clients with sob stories and looking for big wedges of money and that's really why he's run a run afoul of the the criminal justice system that it, but they're the i mean that that 
has to be a finite amount of women that went physically to Romania and ended up behind a webcam or in front of a webcam even. Like there were women following him, millions of women following oh, oh, him and was, backing him. Was, like what's absolutely. happening there? Well, I think, see, like sometimes, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of complicated because, you know, I think that 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 he... he there are people out there of a conspiracy bent. I don't know if you saw today that that there was this statistics from the Guardian about how many people believe in conspiracies, including stuff like uh, COVID was fake. I think they said 30% of the UK population believe it. So he's managed to, to come across with this stuff on social media mm. and some of it hits home and some of it becomes notorious because of maybe s- statements about misogyny and stuff like that but other things he's he's putting out other bits of philosophy we want a better description and it strikes home with some people some of the time a thing about not being you know being separate from the government you know being standing on your own two feet and all these types of things you think that stuff is actually attracting the teenagers or is it more basic with the teenagers is it that more basic idea that the man is the guy with the big fast car and that the woman is dressed in a particular way and is is attractive physically is it that basic with the teenage girls and the teenage boys or are they actually engaged with government and with you know i think you still see a portion of females who um would be happy to be his plus one and be on his mm. by his side and that's the that's the sad truth um i mean it's it's sad that blokes want to be him but there's girls who want to be with him and i mean if they're i mean they want the easy way out it's a it, it's a perceived luxurious lifestyle on yachts and in mansions and i do think that women are following him to be part of that lifestyle as well not necessarily as the alpha male role in the relationship or with their core group, but to be part of it in some way, some way. I, I mean, women, women are as impressionable as men are at and a certain point. Teenage girls seem to be so age. complex these days. They seem <clears> far more complex than ever before. You know, they, they're sort of like wanting to be intelligent. They, they really want to be intelligent. They want to be bright. They want to be, you know, hitting the top of the class. And yet they present sometimes in a way that doesn't say that about them. It, you know what I mean? At a, at a particular time in your teenage years, which is when a lot of these kids are following the likes of Andrew Tate. But I wonder... They're very mixed up because of social media, because of... And the boys, because of the amount of pornography and that they're they're taking on their phones and the smartphones and how early that's all happening for them. These sort of ideas of sexuality are developing from without any control system whatsoever. Well, I'd say, like, a controversial thing in that, like, is he that much, like, like, do people just want to watch him because he's being, saying controversial things? There's definitely or do they, Or do they actually take it in and believe it? Like, it he, boat, is like. he, is he, like, we're talking about him on crime world, right? Yeah. And, like, that's probably where he deserves to be. Like, yeah. he's a mm. small scale scammer. Yeah. Is he not? Like he's he's ripping people off, was it, 40 quid a month to join Hustlers University. Ridiculous scams, get rich quick schemes, you know, really. And sometimes, like, are we overstating the risk of him? Because do teenagers not just look at him and think, there he's being funny and look at him being outrageous? Some do, do, I'd say. I mean, this is the thing, like, he has millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. They can't all be with him for the same reason. There's a load of different complexities that people are are following him. Some people definitely are watching him because he's quite fascinating to watch. And there's no doubt about it. Some people are watching him for his political beliefs. 
his religious beliefs, yeah. which have changed significantly. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And then you do have, I mean, his whole philosophy on that beyond old fashioned way that yeah. the woman's place yeah. is in the home and that the ma man should go out and be this alpha yeah. male bringing in the bringing uh, in, bringing in the, the food and bacon or over this over the sh over his shoulder uh, with his loincloth. But I mean, you know, that like all those different reasons are why people have he and, he didn't just hit one wave. He seems to me to it's, it's not funny though the way to see like the BBC are treating him like the greatest threat to humanity. Mm. And he's treating himself like I'm the biggest deal in humanity. Yeah. And really, is he just a two-bit hustler, as they call him in America? Well, I do think he's caught a bit of a a wave amongst not just the, his followers, but in the media circles as well. Mm. Like you can see these big podcasters who are going after him. Yeah, and yeah. Looking for the big exclusive or his first, they're talking about his first live when he comes out of house arrest being the biggest event in, in social media. Like yeah. they're already predicting that and what he's capable of saying. And um, they did, someone did an interview with him the other day, but they recorded 15 hours and they only put out four and a half hours of it. Like that's gross. We're going to listen to a little bit of that stuff okay. because I think it's, it's quite important to get a little sense of him. Um, now I'm going to just, I was up to all hours last night watching it. So I was, I obviously have sort of become one of these, yeah. I, I'm one of, the, one of the 12 million. The yeah. Yeah. See, the millions, exactly. Right? Um, but there was a couple of interesting aspects to it and it was a, a an unedited five hours. Five hours. Is this um, now, is this the BBC one? No, no. The BBC oh, one Patrick, was, yeah, what's his name, Patrick, the, the, the BBC value entertain, value attainment is what it's called. Valuetainment, yeah. Valuetainment. It's this YouTube channel. I've never come across this guy before, but morning, he's clearly a friend of his. He is. They did an interview nine months ago as well, yeah. Um, so he did an interview with BBC and they sent out... Um, a female interviewer, I'll get her name now when we're talking, but she approached him. They went out to his compound in Romania and the first question she asked him was, have you raped anybody? And he's abhorred by this. He yeah. cannot believe that yeah. the BBC treated him like this when they were so yeah. gentle with Philip Schofield. But actually, <laughs> as you're watching it, you're kind of, um, you know, you're uh, obviously, you know, I don't think I'd say I think he was actually more so what I found interesting the BBC interview and whether you've watched it or not. I watch clips of it. Yeah. But you can just see and feel the disdain he has for a woman asking yes. him questions. Yes. And I think that's his biggest problem in that interview. He's leaned on. She asked me this first and, you know, she shouldn't yeah. have said this to me. And the BBC yeah. put up the lights and they did this yeah. and they told Maybe me that there was all them. these all these interviews. But actually, this is the way it happened. His problem is she's a woman. Yeah. And his misogyny is absolutely seeping out. Notice one of the first things he says to your man, Patrick Bet David, in this interview is how yeah. he took down the BBC. He believes he's totally spoofing his way through this. But... Where to start or start with this because it's so long, but just a little bit, a few little things because we've talked about we've talked about Trump and the way he talks and it's that kind of way that he starts a, a sentence with "I am this, I am that, I am," and it becomes sort of this mantra. It's like as if it's a kind of preacher, yeah. And that's the way he talks. He also talks incredibly fast. Yeah. If we just have a little listen to this, you get an idea of it. And jail as a whole, I mean, there's so many stories I can tell. There's so many different ways I, I remember it. There were times I laughed. I will sit and say some of the best days of my life were in jail. Get out of here. Yeah. And some of the worst days of my life were in jail. But there were days where me and Tristan, when we were finally in the same cell, 
there's times we laughed like we've never laughed before. Um, I'll sit and, and, and admit that's absolutely not really true. I feel like if you're going to be the kind of person who strives for an exceptional life, which is what I am, I think I'd be a coward if I said, I want an exceptional life, but I only want it to be exceptional in a good way. I don't think that's genuine. I want an exceptional life. And exceptional means away from the norm. Calling himself yeah. exceptional is just the beginning of it. He's talking about his time in prison there with the brother Tristan. And it's, it's intriguing because he speaks about this relationship they have. He's the older brother. He speaks about how their father reared them. And if they went into conflict, the father would lock them in a room for four hours and make them look at each other. So they became a tribe. They became this sort of, you know, instead of being locked into a room, they never fought in front of the father. And always at all points, he's on a higher level of intelligence and everything else than Tristan. Tristan is his little sidekick, his servant almost. And in prison, they they got through prison. It was no hassle to be in a Romanian prison because Tristan was really laid back and he was the opposite. He was working out how to get them out of there. He was working out in his head and through his intelligence how to get them out. But he needed Tristan there as this calming influence in the cell with him. Like yeah. the narcissism is unbelievable. Yeah, and it's very, is very like Trump. I'm a, you know, I'm a genius, you yes. know, and where, you know, I'm always, tests and everything. yeah, I'm always exceptional. And <laughs> that's, and then you answer your own questions. And you see Trump did that in that CNN town hall recently where he steamrolled the interviewer because the interviewer is looking for him to answer questions. What, what are you going to do with this policy? But he doesn't answer like that. He doesn't have an answer. He just says, "I'm going to solve the I'm going to solve the Ukraine crisis in 24 hours." Yeah, and it's just <laughs> stated, and that's that's what Andrew Tate does. He's not talking to every audience. Yeah. He's talking to his own people. Like Trump is talking to people who like him and who are possibly going to be Republican. So Andrew Tate is talking to those people who want to see him in conflict with the BBC. Yeah. They're not looking for him to answer the questions logically or or, or rationally. And they probably don't necessarily share all his extreme views, but if they're anti-MSM and he's taken on the BBC, maybe they all of a sudden they'll follow him for that reason alone yeah. because he's potentially going to take them on at his level of profile. Yeah, he'll, he'll take he'll take another bunch of followers, you know, yeah, yeah, from this yeah. anti-MSM. Now, interestingly, I find this very interesting, but he speaks about his religious beliefs and he was atheist and he says over four years he's gone from being atheist to being Christian to being Muslim. Yeah. And throughout the interview, uh, he speaks about going to Dubai. Yeah. to raise his children. And I was thinking, wow, there's... Here we go. Uh, when is Dubai <laughs> going to close its doors to these people or what is it going to be left with if it continues taking them? You know, it's like everybody who's in trouble with the law anywhere looks towards Dubai as a kind of safe refuge. Just play a little bit of this and um, you might hear him talking about that. My ideal family life, even my ideal family, the way I live my life now, is very much more like a clan than a nuclear family. I like me... My girl, my kids, Tristan, his girl, his kids, my cousin, his girl, his kids. I like this idea of lots of people. I like that. I like that feeling. So girls say to me, well, you don't want a family. Like, no, I want a family bigger than you want. I just don't want to just sit with you. I want a lot of people around me, and I think it's better for that, and I think it's better for the children especially also. I think they enjoy it more. But, yeah, I've got the best brother on the planet. I truly do. And um, this is why I'm saying some of our best days of our lives are in jail. I was going to ask you that. You guys live here in this compound. It's an amazing place. I was going to ask you, you kind of just answered it, but you foresee yourself living with your brother the rest of your life? thousand percent. thousand percent. I can't imagine not wanting to live with Tristan. If you want privacy, you have privacy, right? We have a big house. So yeah, it is what it is. on one wing, yeah, it is on the other it wing. It is what it is. But I can't imagine 
him not being around, if there's a problem, I just shout his name. So does he have children? He talks about raising children. Is this a futuristic thing? Or? He's obviously planning for the future, but like, I don't think he has children anyway. I don't think he does, though. No. no, because he talks about the life he wants to live in this compound in Romania and that he wants his woman to come and live with him and he wants his brother. His brother will always live with him, apparently. So, And the brother's woman will come in and then they've all these personal trainers and their woman will come in. And all the children be raised together. It'd be fabulous for the children. Yeah. It's a little cold for them all. It's like, and he surrounds himself with sycophantic yeah. individuals, including letting this interviewer in. Like, exactly. these are just people plumazing him. Mm-hmm. They're not putting it up to him. The BBC put it up to him. And now they're the enemy. Like, it's incredible. There's a touch of Jerry Hutch about him as well, growing the hair in prison. Did you <laughs> notice that? Or Jerry, don't be saying that about Jerry Hutch. So Jerry's got <laughs> lovely hair compared to. Yes, he says BBC was begging him for an interview. He has a little. Um, joke in another part of it. This, these interviews are all broken down, of course. He talks about his pronouns being she, her, and... That's an ironic thing, isn't it? he identifies the woman. What's that about? I think I think that's in an ironic thing. I think um, it, no, it's in an ironic thing. I mean, that's that's been a big focus of these guys, how they, they get a lot of traction is to do with trans issues, you know. Taking on Dylan Mulvaney as well, and he had to go at Bud Light at the very start of the interview. I don't know if you noticed that, the, the gifts that the interview brought in there. Yeah. The, one of them was a bottle of Bud Light in yes. relation to the, the controversy in the US. So, um, And he says, oh, I'm already a girl in reference to his pronouns. I don't need to drink Bud Light anymore. Again, it's all contrived. It's all set up. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah. it's. Um, he talks about in that, that, you know, he thinks it's okay to be gay. Yeah. But he sort of draws the line there that trans people and he talks about men chopping off their private parts and he's not in agreement with that and he's okay with people being men but when they start trying to shake their private parts and children's that's faces where he goes, then yeah. he has to step in he's the hero he is for to be the hero then. for yeah. the children he does say that actually yeah and he says yeah if you want to be gay that's fine he goes through a list of things but yeah if you want to share you want to yeah you want to flaunt your junk in front of my child that's where i draw the line and that's it's like this is the moral compass that he has created and it's it's getting the followers despite all the other stuff that he said for the last 10 years about women and men and, and various other demographics. It's incredible that he's managed to pick up this this following. It's, so these women who went out to Romania to the compound and who were in front of a, a camera and, um, you know, these allegations have been made. I think the BBC have claimed to have spoken to a few of these women. These are obviously very, presumably very vulnerable women, you could only imagine, mm-hmm. um, to do that. But um, is this what these criminal charges are relating to? These are relating to seven women in particular yeah. who all ended up in the compounds and were working on these webcams. Um, so he's been charged with a human trafficking charge um, by the, the Romanian directorate of investigating organized crime, basically. Um, and he was initially uh, under investigation for human trafficking, but that's been stepped up again. So basically what they're saying, something along the lines of maybe or Kelly, that these women were out there, maybe had flown out of their own volition. But once they were there, they were controlled. Held against their will. Held against their will and mm. directed to carry out this criminal enterprise. So it's human. It's a human trafficking charge. And that's that's the criminality he faces. Like it's not, f- and his brother as well, and his brother as yeah. well. Even though he says his brother did nothing and is just being scapegoated, he says about him. There was attacks. There was the one girl who said she was choked as well, and yeah, there there is various allegations of rape as well. And well, one of them has made definitely made an allegation of rape to the BBC and has been interviewed as part of that. And that's what was put to him originally, and he des- denied strongly. Now he appears to have been feeling very confident before this happened. You know. 
because the interviews he did, the the 19 hours cut down to five hours, whatever it was, uh, throughout it, he talks about there's no charges, there's no charges. So the Romanians, what happened was, was last year. And first of all, he was taken down off social media. TikTok took him down. Uh, Instagram took him down. Facebook took him down. Tick, uh, sorry, Twitter took him down. Then Elon Musk took yeah, over and in. stuck him back up again. Yeah. And he's allowed him. I mean, I actually like he's 5.4 million followers on Twitter. Um, but he was arrested then by the Romanians in either November or December last year, December, I think. And he was placed in prison on remand with no charges being brought and eventually was let out to uh, live under house arrest. Yeah. But he only had, he talks about in these interviews, which presumably were recorded in the last week and before these charges were actually brought against him. He talks about there only being a few weeks left for the Romanians to bring those charges. He feels feels confident in it that he's not going to be actually charged um, and that he's headed for Dubai. That's what I, I think looks they're like in their sixth extension now. The Romanian authorities are allowed six extensions of that house, yeah. um, house arrest, is what my understanding is. And they're currently in the final one. So... He kind of sees himself as in the home stretch. He saw himself, and now, now, he, for, unfortunately mm. for him, he's been charged. So but I mean, that's well, I mean, yeah, forward. It might be slightly different, of course, the criminal justice system in that in how we operate here. But always that that thing of appearing confident and in control, and one step ahead, playing was it four D chess or three D chess when the mm. others are playing. So that's always part of his persona that he is a step above all these yes. people, and he's gonna walk out. Um, but it looks like a very, very serious investigation, and uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be, you know, they're, they're, they're. It's a very high pro- profile case, and they look like they're determined to bring it. But he will always have to put that out. Not only with prison, it was easy for me. I was. So where does he great. put it after this? Because, um, like, what does he do now? He's charged, like most. Okay, so the podcasting world is a bit the wild west, mostly mm-hmm. because most of it isn't actually, you know. It isn't legitimate media agencies that are yeah. behind a lot of podcasts so they definitely don't abide by the rules of broadcast but if we were looking at somebody like him who was charged with criminal offences you'd wait until the court heard the cases and you know if he was acquitted you'd be quite happy to interview him but if he's guilty he goes to jail presumably so where is he at does Elon Musk re- leave up his Twitter account here well, he's he's not he's not guilty of anything just yet. So I suppose it's the the so see it's a complicated thing the social media thing, um, because the the you know the they're operating obviously an, on an international basis in Twitter. There's plenty of people up there from you know uh, the Iranian state to Donald Trump is allowed back on or whatever. So they they you know they don't stop people just because they're facing criminal charges in almost any jurisdiction um like andrew tate probably even more so than than twitter and instagram he really found success on tiktok mm-hmm. i mean tiktok as the, the the absolute explosion of tiktok over the last couple of years he was really in on the ground floor mm. and that's really where they worked and he was absolutely perfect for 30 or 40 second sound bites where he'd say something super outrageous mm. in ter- every 30 seconds. 
So, and they really pushed <clears> that. That was a part of a strategy of them to get anybody who signed up to the Hustlers University had to share an Andrew Tate TikTok and all of that. But he's 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 not on TikTok in the way he was, or they're certainly not promoting him. I don't know. They've taken him down. Yeah, yeah. and uh, now sometimes, sides, it, yeah, and sometimes obviously other people can put up TikToks. Yeah, and they don't, exactly. but they don't get pushed at you. Because I was opening TikTok at one stage and every second or third video was Andrew Tate. And that's really how he became super famous mm -hmm. and not on Twitter as much. Um, so it, given like, that it's the only platform he has now, that's probably why he's up to 5.4 million. But that's probably why, and also, like, that's why he's gone back at, 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 at uh, the podcasts because... Yeah, it's not a centralized thing, and people, you know, it's a funny. Like I, I'd argue it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a, you know, Freudian or Faustian pact even between people like the BBC and Andrew Tate. Like, is Andrew Tate word worthy of the BBC's investigation, him? or is he just a, a sort of super massive troll who had who's had his day? Like, well, you see, the BBC are looking for clickbait as well as everybody else. I mean, that's the fact. They took the interview and got it. Not, I mean, which I wouldn't. Obviously, we we wouldn't. <laughs> we do it, it as well. <laughs> There's no we, doubt maybe, about. Maybe, of course, we would. We maybe don't claim. Uh, you know, these kind of. Uh, uh, we don't claim to have. Highbrow. No, sort of no, values. exactly. So there is a kind of a or any values. Like, I, <laughs> I know, I know. My own teenage kids were seeing these Andrew Tate videos. Yeah, right. And were they looking at them and thinking, "Yeah, I'm going to go out and get myself a, a a woman and lock her in the basement"? They were just thinking, "Oh, look, isn't yeah. that funny? Isn't that funny?" And is is he is he uh, you know going to bring a red to? collapse of Western society or is he really just going to rip off a, a load of people and in a in a, a really like a, like anybody who calls their their central money making thing Hustlers University yeah like is he well, I mean like the other the fact the, that there was actually um you know concerns within the education system yeah. and I mean this wasn't just like you know invalid concerns there was kids in schools who were making comments to female teachers and the female I'm not, I'm teachers were saying, quite concerned no, about I'm it. No I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's it's um like god knows he's a moron and yeah. the stuff he's saying is mostly ridiculous but sometimes you know you wonder, do, do do your own kids, do they just take on what they just look at a video no, and, they, and they, believe they, it? Many suggest, don't because yeah, they, they're not all taking it in. They're not all because they will also have still strong values yeah, coming from the parent. And but still, you don't have that with every child. No, so not every child has that. He knows that. He's and sometimes, yeah. sometimes there is like, you know, on social media, there is uh, and in a, like there's very much a one stream of thought and these guys who go against that current, they can really shoot out. Yeah, version people like Jordan Peterson, mm. similar. And, you know, they have their moment mm. and the moment passes. Do you know? I'm not saying Andrew Tate is is anything. Like, to me, he's like a... But he's a suspected criminal, is he's what a, he is. He, exactly. He, and that's why he deserves to be on Crime World. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he deserves to be in... Uh, I on think the, because the, of, I think, you know, with the BBC, I mean, you know, let's be, he is such a massive story. Yes. That, I mean, I think that they probably have to kind of, like everybody else, go with, you know, what's in the public conscience yeah, look, and, know, ta not, and tackle not, it. And, and I'd say he said yes to that because of who they are. Yeah. And look, <coughs> I'd just, say 10 or 12. They were begging, yeah, yeah. I'd say dozens of companies yeah. came into him and I'd say he cherry picked the BBC for what they represent. He doesn't have any respect for them as for their show or their, their presenter. Yeah. But, but he just wanted, he wanted the 
he wanted Andy Beeb to come in, sit down with him, and do this interview. And he can now claim that he took them down. Like, well, like that. It's well, all I, I'll argue against myself. I remember Donald Trump running for election and thinking, ah, oh, it's just a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Look at him. He's just, and like, people, he's just a big troll. And, you know, sure, nobody, mm. nobody takes him seriously. And then, of course, that he was elected. Moment. He was elected. Yeah. So I, I'm generally wrong. But there's a bit of me that thinks, like, is he, is it, is it that dangerous or is this guy just a, just a loud mouth that's getting a bit of attention. Well, I wouldn't suggest for a second that 12 million followers all hang on his every word, but there is a percentage that are believing in it, subscribing to it. And Hustlers University is gone, but he's got two other communities called The Real World and The War Room. And he is taking in money from individuals who have subscribed to this mm-hmm. and want to learn from him and whether or not you can say, I know you've said a few times that he's scamming them. I mean, there is, he is giving them some advice, whether it's good advice or not. Advice like buy cryptocurrency. I mean, everybody, like, I mean, cryptocurrency had its moment and then it's gone down. I mean, it's so like, I'm not saying it's great advice, but I am saying that it, it, like, technically by the definition, he probably isn't, scamming would be to not give anyone any sort of advice if they're paying a subscription. He is doling stuff out, whether they, so are the the Church of Scientology, (laughs) you know? And here's interesting, just from Newsweek, and, and just yeah. at this point where we're at, uh, you know, this is interesting because this is his reaction to what's happened in Romania, to mm. the, the, the charges being brought. He has had a major win in Romania as he battles for his freedom, he has said. Yeah. Okay. So he had, <laughs> so had faced accusations of human trafficking and rape, but prosecutors on Tuesday ruled to change the charges to trafficking in continued form. One more alleged victim was added to the case, bringing the total to seven. A spokesperson for Andrew and his brother Tristan said in a statement sent to Newsweek, the legal framework has been revised and altered to ensure an impartial investigation is upheld. In other words, they've had their first victory yeah, with the remaining course. So it is Donald extraordinary. Trump, it, that he's um, turned that on. Yeah, and he will always, he will continue to do that and he will continue to do that. Any individual like him with the sense of self-worth that he has, with his belief that he can manipulate the media and he can manipulate everybody that comes into his sphere like somebody like that is a dangerous character especially when they grow in popularity Mm. I mean there's just no doubt about it that somebody with that kind of sense of belief that tells that many lies in such a sort of almost credible fashion do you know I'm not saying he's not dangerous I actually think he could be but it's how do you how do you counter people that come out with these types of things and sometimes the way in which people counteract them, it's just not going to reach the young men that are listening to them. Mm. Do you know? Like, how do you reach them people with with the opposing point of view? And sometimes tell them, just say, oh, he's just a misogynist and he's he hates women. Like, those people don't listen to you. Do you no, know but what I, I mean? Think, I think, in fairness, that, you know, if the BBC have gone to interview him, they probably are digging and they probably do. They have spoken, they said, to two of those victims and maybe those women aren't ready yet to come forward to give their interviews. Maybe they can't because of the pending court cases. But maybe their powerful testimony will be enough to change minds on him. And his destruction will be nearly a self-making because he will continue to deny any of these things happened. And sometimes when somebody stands into the witness box and gives evidence about something horrific happening to them, you know, the house of cards can just fall. I, I wouldn't be too confident of him being taken out by these allegations uh, going to court. If you look at what happens <clears throat> to Donald Trump in America, I mean, he just seems to be made. I know, I know, last week was a big deal, but like since since before he was elected president, the allegations against him were absolutely disgraceful, and he just seemed to grow in popularity. Like, um, so I, I'm not sure this it, it will stick with a certain portion of his followers and the demographic. I think they're they're in. They're in for for forever, but he. The problem is he's so young. He's 
like he's got decades ahead of him potentially. He's in 38. So like I mean it's not it's not like Donald Trump and he's he's an aging old man who might be going off into irrelevance. This unfortunately Andrew could be around for a long time. So um countering his misogynistic myself and Niall know how to take him down do you remember we had that discussion about <laughs> how to take somebody down and how to take them out I think and we can't discuss who it was but somebody it's that kind of constant keep tipping away keep tipping away but also I think it's some and have dis- one after the next <laughs> after the next coming forward very powerful stories yeah. but you have to keep and also it, I think I think there the is a bit going. of uh, you know I think the it's more painful to him to be seen as ridiculous and silly than awesome. it is to be seen as a threat to or a threat to civilization. Mm. I think it, that's more undermining for somebody of that narcissistic kind of makeup. That that that's more undermining for him than. And sometimes you know it's yeah. I I I think he's I think he's all smoke and mirrors. I have to say mm. I, I don't think he'll be here forever. But again, I thought that about Donald Trump, and here he is. Yeah. And you're to be, quite often wrong. I'm nearly always wrong. <laughs> Nearly always wrong. <laughs> Only, w- except when he's right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But even when I'm wrong, I'm... But look, let's <laughs> let's um, seriously keep an eye on this one and come back to it. And, um, you know, I yeah, wouldn't it's mind an interesting going out to Romania story. and yeah. having a look at it, you know. Yeah, there's lots more to come out, especially, as you said, if if and when he goes to court and if the, the women actually can go public and want to go public, mm. it's going to well, be... Well, there's seven there, of there them there now. There is an interesting now. thing, in, in, even in terms of the crime, criminal aspect of it, because he operated across countries, mm. like a lot of modern criminals, where he, wa- he was based in Romania, but he was taking money across the world. He was exploiting these kind of legal loopholes where he said about these webcam girls and they were looking for money off people with sob stories. He said might not be nice but it's not illegal so all of those kind of things where it does expose a sort of how how people struggle to police modern law enforcement through the internet so there is all of that aspect to it which is interesting as well Mm. as well as his bugattis and all that sort of stuff Mm. which i'm not even sure i'd know what a bugatti is (laughs) he wouldn't i can tell you he wouldn't have a clue i'd love to see you behind the wheel of a bugatti yeah mr (laughs) asics I guarantee Andrew Tate. My Toyota Corolla. I guarantee Andrew Tate never has been inside a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> or a pair of assets. Nor has he been inside a pair of And the anti, the anti Andrew Tate, aren't they? I think you're our Andrew Tate, to be honest. Some of the opinions you have. Right, well look, we'll we'll um we'll come back to Andrew, I think. He's gonna be the next big name. Talking point, all right, yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks, Emil. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.